0: The normally sheltered waters of Portsmouth Harbour seemed to cringe under the intensity of a biting northeasterly, which had been blowing for some twelve hours. The whole anchorage was transformed into an endless mass of cruising whitecaps, with lively cat's paws to mark its progress around the many black-and-buff hulls of moored men of war, making them tug violently at their cables. It was late March, a time when winter was still reluctant to release its grip, and eager to display its latent power. One of the largest ships, recently warped from the dockyard, where she had suffered the indignities of repairs to the lower hull, was a second-rate Black Prince of ninety-four guns, her fresh paintwork and blackdown down-rigging shining like glass from blown spray, and a brief rain-squall, which even now had reached as far out as the Isle of Wight, a dull blur in the poor light. Black Prince was one of the most powerful of her kind, and to anyone but a true sailor she would appear a symbol of sea power— the country's sure shield. The more experienced eye would recognize her empty yards, the canvas not yet sent up to give her life as well as strength. She was surrounded by lighters and dockyard longboats, while small armies of riggers and rope-makers moved busily about her decks, and the clatter of hammers and the squeak of tackles were evidence of the work being carried out in the deep holds and on the gun decks. Alone by the packed hammock nettings, Black Prince's captain stood at the quarterdeck rail, and watch the comings and goings of seamen and dockyard workers, who in turn were supervised by the ship's warrant officers, the true backbone of any warship. Captain Valentine Keane tugged his hat still tighter across his fair hair, but was otherwise oblivious, even indifferent to the biting wind, and the fact that his flapping blue coat with its tarnished sea-going epaulets was soaked through to his skin. Without looking, he knew that the men on watch near the deserted double wheel were very aware of his presence, a quartermaster, a boatswain's mate, and a small midshipman, who occasionally raised a telescope to peer at the signal tower or the admiral's flagship nearby, a sudden flag curling and cracking from her main truck. Many of the men who had served the guns around him when they had fought and all but destroyed the big French three-decker off the coast of Denmark had been taken from his command, while the ship had undergone repairs from that short, savage embrace, some for promotion to other vessels. Others— because, as the port admiral had put it, my captains need men now, Captain Keane. You will have to wait. Keane allowed his mind to stray back over the battle. A terrible sight in the dawn when they had gone to assist Rear Admiral Herrick's Benbow in his defence of a twenty-ship convoy destined for the invasion of Copenhagen. Shattered, burning hulks, screaming cavalry horses trapped below in the transports, and Benbow completely dismasted it. Her only other escort capsized, a total loss.